Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nebraska Wedding Podcast. I'm Kelly, your host. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is episode four, and I am really excited to introduce our first photographer. I personally am hoping to have a lot of photographers and videographers as guests on the podcast to kind of alternate every other week because there are so many wonderful ones in Nebraska and I can't wait to interview all of them to get to know their heart and soul behind their company and why they do what they do and really just I always love knowing how people got started. So without further ado, meet Aaron Dabbs. Well, we are here today with Aaron Dabbs of Aaron Wren Photography. Hi, Aaron. Hi, thanks for you? having me. Thanks I'm for coming. So excited. I'm pumped that you're here. So, Aaron is a photographer in Omaha. She does weddings, lifestyle, families, etc., branding, all of the things. Yes, that's where I want to be. Yes. So I am pumped to have her on. She is also currently planning her wedding. So I'm excited to get her perspective on planning your wedding as someone who is in the industry. Get her tips and tricks for what you guys need to know as couples planning your wedding. All the joy. So many. (laughs) So awesome. I would love if you could give our listeners kind of your elevator pitch. Who are you? What do you do? Absolutely. I usually stick to the I do weddings kind of theme, but I at the core really want to be a brand photographer. So I always say one day I'm going to be this awesome brand photographer working for Bumble or RX Bar or something like that. But right now I'm shooting weddings, but I really do love weddings and being engaged is so fun to be planning my wedding and then be able to give that perspective back to people too so this is kind of a new stage and cycle which I really like yeah um and I know you also have another part of your life you still have your nine to five I sure do so what do you do there yeah I am in marketing and SEO so it's all things that relate back to photography and and even weddings and branding and it serves me well in both ways If you could get started, when did your love of photography begin? How did you get your business started? Kind of what has been your story for however long it goes back? I feel so cliche answering this because football players are like, I had a football in my hand when I was three. Or singers are like, I always sang. And then there's that picture of like two-year-old Taylor singing on the toilet or whatever and I I really do feel so cliche saying this but I've taken pictures for as long as I can remember with a point and shoot or with people's cell phones or whatever it was I actually had (laughs) this album on Facebook called photos by Aaron as a middle schooler and it was photos I had taken that were I actually think they're pretty good we'll we'll look at them after um a tasteful photo of my sister covered in leaves with one eye sticking out. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Or one of my other sisters blowing bubbles at the camera. Um, so it really does go back to as long as I can remember. I always liked being the person taking pictures at Christmas or sneaking in some photos at weddings, which we frown upon now. But So with your love of photography, then how did your business get started? How did you get started professionally? Absolutely. So in 2014, I upgraded to my, what I'd say is my first professional camera right before I went on a trip to Europe. And I kind of figured out how to use it at that point and got a little more serious about taking photos of 
um, people while I was in college or friends or just having my camera in my hand and messing around in my room. And after I went to Europe, I had somebody reach out to me. Um, they paid me $50 and they wanted me to shoot a wedding in the middle of the day at a church in Omaha. And I don't know how they found me, but they did. And I said, sure, whatever, let's do it. And I mean, I did a surprisingly good job for a first time around, but I swore to all my photographer friends at the time that I would never shoot a wedding again. And there's some local photographers that I'm sure would laugh to hear that because they were some of the people I told, but my camera broke halfway through and the shutter stopped working on it. I don't know what happened. I didn't drop it. I didn't do anything wrong. And it would take about one out of every 10 photos, one out of every 10. And it was traumatic, Kelly. Like I seriously told Kimberly Bailey of Kimberly Dovey, um, so many people, I will never do weddings again. When I met Madeline Schultz of Madeline Mac, I was like, nope, I don't do weddings. And now they're all good friends with me. And they're probably like, she said that at one point. Um, and after that, wedding and awful scenario and my I sent my camera and it got fixed I had a photographer reach out to me not even a year later pretty randomly and before second shooters were a big thing and say I need a second shooter for this wedding in Lincoln do you want to drive down and do this with me and she not only paid me but she rented me really nice equipment and we took a limo with the bride and groom and all of these a little more luxe things that I had never done before. And I'm like, this is how it's supposed to feel to shoot a wedding. I felt that creative fire go. And I must have done okay because she invited me back for a second time. And I second shot with her again. And then um, again, it, it was a time where not a lot of people that I know of hired seconds at this point now photographers are always asking somebody else to shoot with them and I don't remember that being the case but I reached out to a lot of photographers and within the next six or eight months I had second shot again 12 times so I didn't start with all these weddings on my own or friends weddings my friends weren't getting married it was photographers that needed me to step in and I learned from quite a, diff a variety of of different people and one of the people that I happened to randomly take photos in college of she really liked those and I was there when she couldn't afford to bring a photographer out to Colorado so my first wedding by myself was a Colorado wedding and it was stunning and beautiful and Everyone in Nebraska loves the mountains for some reason, and people started booking me, and, you know, the years just kind of kept going, and everyone needs a family photographer and a, a wedding photographer, and brands reach out in hotels, and it's the digital age, and my marketing and, and business background is probably what's pushed me the most into making it a successful business. I'm definitely more business brand than I am creative brand. Oops, smack the mic. Um, and that's where I'm at today. And I have about 20 weddings this year that I'm doing on my own. And, um, it doesn't seem like a big number, but I could barely schedule my own bridal shower the other day. So I'm realizing I might've booked Overbooked myself a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
shoot, you know, planning your own wedding when you have every single weekend booked can be uh, difficult. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I think that also just speaks to the kind of vendors in the wedding industry in Omaha, though, is that most of us are very client oriented. Like we want to do our very best and make it work. Absolutely. For the couple. And we chatted about this earlier. We try and be flexible and we try and make it not hard to talk about money and not a weird situation. And I'm a human and I'm booking my wedding and it's really expensive. And there's things that I can't have and things that I want and things that I haven't booked yet because I'm maybe hoping I can get there. And I want people to have quality photos just like you want people to have quality videos and we're willing to be flexible to them. I'm willing to take a couple hours away and still be within your budget. You just have to find people that are willing to meet you halfway. But I totally agree that we're all so client oriented. And I love that about us as in our community. What would you say are three things, three kind of fun facts about Aaron that your clients wouldn't know about you? Um, One big thing about me is my middle name is not Ren. And I have people refer to me as Aaron Wren sometimes. And I'm like, oh, you don't know me. Super awkward. But I had like, when I first named my company, I had some of my best friends text me and be like, I thought your middle name was Elizabeth. And I'm like, yep, it is. So people will come up to me and call me Aaron Wren or say, hey, Aaron Wren, how you doing? I'm like, ah. So where did Wren come from? It was kind of a random thing at one point. This is so funny, but I thought it was like a cute baby girl name. And I'm like, Aaron Wren, so cute. Yeah, and I'm getting married, so my last name is going to change. My last name's Dabs, Aaron Dabs. People might think I'm making a weird joke. So it just turned into a kind of a safe word, and it's done pretty well, so I'm happy with it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So there's one. And a second one is kind of fun. I have five sisters, so I have a ton of siblings, a big family, so... um. People always get a little worried during family photos when when relationships are broken or things are a little weird, but I totally get it because my family's huge and so like that. So that helps me be a little bit more personable with people. And then the last thing, um, I love big dogs. I have a Great Dane and a Golden Retriever Hound. I love them. They're awesome, but I'm like not really a fan of small dogs. So I like won't really like pick up your dog and cuddle it probably. <laughs> Actually, during my shoot um, yesterday, I had an engagement shoot and we were shooting in a really nice neighborhood in Omaha because there's this beautiful magnolia tree and a dog, like a smaller dog came running at us barking and I'm not afraid of dogs, but Kelly, I was like, (gasps) this small dog, (laughs) this small, like small to medium sized dog, give myself a little credit, but it definitely wasn't an invisible fence. Like it was fine, but. I'm so glad the couple wasn't like, oh my gosh, who did we hire? What a weirdo. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I I had no clue that you had five sisters. Yeah. I do too. Do you really? Yeah. Wait, how old are they? Are they where where do you land? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Okay. I'm a middle child. Yes. And I think it shows in my personality. Probably. I'm a fighter. Like, I, I fight for what I want and everything, and I'm like, it's because I was fighting my sisters this yep. whole time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Having that many sisters is intense. Okay. How old's your youngest? 12. Oh, shoot. Okay. My youngest is 16. Okay. So we're all kind of, it's weird. We're all adults now, and we get along 
so surprisingly well. That's awesome. But I think it'd still be like a little bit of a disconnect if if there was one much younger. One of the big things that I want to bring to light and allow people to have a platform to talk about is how we have become experts in our field. Awesome. And I think a lot of the ways that we become better at our craft is through the mistakes that we made. Oh, absolutely. So what are either one or two mistakes that you feel like have really propelled you forward or that you have learned from in your career? Absolutely. Well, single-handedly, the biggest one is when my camera broke at a wedding. It was terrifying. I was definitely faking it till I make it. Like I would just keep trying to click the shutter and hope it took some photos. And thankfully it was close to the end, but that was hands down the biggest, most eye-opening and traumatic experience um, as a first-time wedding photographer. And it's taught me the importance of backup gear and understanding the parts of your camera. Um, but other things, there's just little, little moments. Um, for example, I had a really beautiful in-home session the other day and in one of the pictures, I accidentally cut out his shoe and it's just something I think about next time where I'm like, that would have been way better if it had his whole entire leg in it. Um, but there hasn't been thankfully any mistakes that have really affected anybody else. Um, everything that's happened. It feels like a big deal because it's my business and it's my art, but I've never had anyone be upset with me, which is good because we really are so client oriented. So how long have you been engaged? I've been engaged since August of last year. Okay. So almost a year long engagement. Awesome. So that's about nine months or so. And how do you feel like the second you got engaged and you started to think about when you were planning your wedding, what was the first thing that you wanted to focus on? It really was photographer right away. Um, but moments before that, it was telling all of our family. I think it's really important to let people in on those important moments of your life. So we FaceTimed and called a lot of people. I mean, all of our siblings we called a college advisor that we had loved. Like we really wanted people to be a part of it. So it was relationships first and then photographer next. And then obviously photography was important to you. So then for you personally, kind of what was the process after that? Because obviously we all know money's money costs weddings. Weddings cost money. <laughs> money costs weddings. <laughs> Wedding, wedding, weddings cost money. Wedding costs big bucks. Yes. Oh my gosh. So wedding costs an arm and a leg. Being in the biz, you kind of know around what things cost. Yes. So what have been some of the things that you definitely wanted that you made allowances for, and what have been some things that you've had to sacrifice? Absolutely. Well, right away I made a budget and it was educated. I went to rental companies and figured out how much chairs cost. I didn't guess on things. Um, and it, the total, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it really totaled up. The first time I went through it, it was $36,000. That's how much everything costs. And I said, you know, I don't think that's where we're at right now. And we started cutting it back. And I kind of left my spreadsheets into dream wedding, the 36K wedding versus the 20K wedding versus the 25K wedding um, and pick, pick and chose where I was at. And that's a great idea. Yeah. To go through and just price everything out and see where you're at. Um, if anyone wants to buy me coffee, I'll go sit down with them and help them with that. But it was a good first move. 
for sure. And it was really eye-opening as well. And then we did what most younger adults do. And we went and asked our parents um, if this was something that they wanted to help with. And it, it kind of gives you an idea of where you need to cut back on things. Um, and I do want a very modern a little bit like Lux almost wedding, um, very clean and green and outdoors and beautiful light. And there's a vision in my head, but there's things that I have to take away from that, that I can't have. I can't have a wedding planner or a, a wedding coordinator that's going to cost me $5,000 extra. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, I, th- I'm very relaxed and I think it will be okay. So I'd say I'm a more relaxed bride. If anything, my wedding, my wedding planning steps after the initial ones were very slow. Honestly, I need to get my button to gear because I'm five months out to my wedding and I, everything is not planned. I'd say like maybe 50%, which is like pretty low. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Which is hard because when you do have to pick and choose, um, I haven't hired a videographer because that's not something that we could afford due to different circumstances. It's something we wanted at first and we couldn't. It's almost like buying a house. Weddings are expensive. Absolutely expensive. But it's been a really good time. Yeah. Let's talk about who you've hired and like what you've gone with, because obviously you say you've had to cut back on things. So like, how has that process been working with people? So I've hired Prairie Fire Pizza, a stone oven uh, pizza company to do our food. And he's been so, so incredibly helpful to us. He did one of my parents' little parties one time, and I really enjoyed having him around. I've hired SK Entertainment for uh, DJ. Um, his name's Seth. He's out of Lincoln. He is fantastic. I first met him at one of those first weddings that I second shot, snapped a couple photos of him. He gets everyone on the dance floor. He's somebody that people tip really high because he's so good at his job and he's become a friend. So I'm very excited about that. Um, one of my past brides was a, is a florist. She is an owner of Rockbrook's Blooms and they have a, an eclectic, but really tasteful way that they do. It's a very modern look. Absolutely. Um, colorful. If you want it to be colorful, they do a beautiful job And I've seen their work at auctions and other events I've been at. And they do the most beautiful hanging floral arrangements at Founders 1-9 that I've ever seen. And I trust them wholeheartedly. We have a meeting at the end of May to pick the flowers. I'm super excited about them. Um, I bought my dress at Emma and Grace Bridal, which is in Denver. Cool. I had a great experience there. I went to a lot of places here. I really enjoyed going to ARC, um, but ultimately that's not where my dress was. So I went to Emma and Grace and I would recommend it to anyone going to Denver. It was so awesome. I think that about covers what, who you've hired so far. Yeah. Who I've, <laughs> who I've hired so far and I'm so stoked about all of them. Yeah. That's They're awesome. all great people and great business owners and I'm happy to be supporting their businesses too, which is cool. That's awesome. Um, so as you're going through this wedding planning process, I'm sure you're coming upon some elements that you're like, my clients need to know this. Absolutely. So what are maybe two or three tips that you could give 
to couples planning or things that you wish your couples knew? Cool. So the first one that I lean towards is a photography perspective. I'm asking all these photographers that I want to hire very specific questions and I almost wonder why everyone isn't. So I tell my clients a lot now that I've been in this process that there's some things that you should ask and those are, do they have backup gear? And when they hire a second shooter, is it somebody that if something happened to them, would they trust them shooting their own wedding? Is it a business owner or is it a friend or a boyfriend or a husband that they just brought along. Other things I have them ask are what happens if something goes wrong with your camera? What what happens with my pictures? Are they backed up? Um, did you do due diligence? I, I hear these horror stories all the time about people that didn't get their wedding photos back and it's our one job to give them those photos back. So I highly recommend that people start asking these questions and don't assume that they they have answers to them and if they don't be okay with that and walk away because it's just not worth it um other things that I, I wish everyone just took a step back and thought was it's really not about all the glitz and glam and I know it's so cliche to say but if one thing goes wrong it's okay. It's bound to happen. You've hired 10 vendors. Something's going to go wrong with those odds. So um, I wish people could just take a breath and take it in. The best advice I've recently read actually in a the magazine that I was featured in, the bride said the best advice she got was to take moments out of the day to just breathe and actually take it in. So when you're looking back at things you felt how it felt and you don't want to feel anxious or or nervous that things are going to go wrong you just want to live in the parts that are going right and I wish a lot more people just took that time to do that so it's been cool to be engaged in a photographer and I think people send me a lot more bridesmaid dress options now or flower options now that they know I'm also going through it too it's like I'm their plus one maid of honor that they didn't know they were going to get that's awesome and an extra planner absolutely yeah yes okay Okay, so you were chatting about how you have continually been learning and evolving through this process so currently as of today what would you say your style is I lean to a very true to color style regardless of where I'm shooting at it's crisp it's what you felt the day that you were standing there. It's the color of the flower that you picked out. I keep it as true as it can be, but I also add a little bit of a creative twist because we all like adding a a little bit of a filter sometimes. So what would be your favorite pose or moment currently? I think this relates back to my style, but I'm a mover. I love to have um, people pick up their significant other and dance with them and spin them around. I love being picked up and like tossed around and flip my hair and stuff when I'm with my fiance. So I kind of lean towards other people having fun that way too. So it's always about movement. You'll see a lot of 
hair flips or like hair in the wind on my Instagram or I like to say like rock with each other like rock back and forth um lots of kissing I'm like you never knew that you're gonna kiss that much in front of a stranger but you are and it's me it just prepares you really well for the wedding day you're welcome clink 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 (laughs) (laughs) yes so if you had a couple who felt awkward in front of the camera what would be something that you kind of fall back on to make them feel more comfortable? So this tip could be either for fellow vendors or for couples to kind of take in and process before their engagement session if they're a little nervous about getting in front of the camera. I like when people tell me they're uncomfortable if they are uncomfortable. Um, and I hope that you telling your photographer that will make them move you in a different space but if you're nervous I always lean back on forehead to forehead just hold each other's hands just look at each other because it's a very comfortable position to be in with your person um, or a hug you know something that like your two bodies are touching Um, I also like just a casual holding hand picture but Thankfully, I really do get people moving a lot, so they don't think too much about being awkward because I'm giving them, like, walk away from me, come back to me. Okay, forehead to forehead, now can you just run your hand through her hair? I think that they're thinking so much about what I'm telling them that they don't get a chance to really feel like they're awkward, and I like that. That's awesome. And I think that's ultimately all of our jobs as visual creators is to just make your couples feel as comfortable as possible in front of the camera. And that's why our clients keep referring us. It's why people by the end of their wedding day are just so at ease, Mm -hmm. so comfortable. Granted, yes, the pressure is off. The ceremony's done. It's time to party. Mm -hmm. But I think like the vibe throughout the day from the people that they're working with affects that 100%. I love that. And people always tell me the person they talk to the most throughout the day was their photographer. My brides see me bright and early and they see me longer than they saw their spouse that day. So it definitely is important who you have along for the ride. If you don't feel comfortable with someone, I think you should totally go another way. I I don't see it you know, turning around and being optimistic. Mm -hmm. And I think that also speaks to when you are in search of your photographer or your videographer to, if you meet with them and like the price is right, everything is good, but you don't feel comfortable with the person. Like their work is amazing. Mm -hmm. The price is good. And you're like, but I still just like, don't feel super comfortable. Mm -hmm. Keep looking. Like there are so many of us. And I think people get caught up in, the work and the price that they forget that really the core of the business is the person. Yeah. Don't get pigeonholed. There's two things that go along with that. One, you could always just do an engagement session with your photographer and ask that that money be credited onto your wedding package. And that's a great way to get to know people or coffee. You know, sometimes we don't always have time to do coffee, but I FaceTime with a lot of people. And the second thing A lot of people get stuck on what people's Instagram looks like, and that's why they're really set on having this photographer. I urge people to, instead of just looking at the portraits on Instagram, to look at the entire gallery 
from start to finish that they did for someone else because you might like the bride and the groom portraits, but I want you to like the getting ready photos, your significant other getting ready, your family photos, and your portraits. But some people only show portraits on their Instagram, and I'm 100% guilty of that, but I'm also going to knock your details out of the park, and I'm going to make sure that your mom is turned in towards you during your family photos. So if people are just stuck based on the Instagrams, it's a little hard to see the full package you're getting because you're probably getting 500 plus photos back. But it is easy to get pigeonholed and I hope people can figure out who the person is that they're hiring over the details of Instagram and social media. Y'all had your life on social media. Sometimes I had my life on social media you know your best friend that's going through a hard time is hiding her life on social media. So can vendors. Totally. They can absolutely do that too. Yeah. And ultimately for us from the behind the scenes, we're running a business and we have a look that we are marketing. And so obviously you love that look if you're hiring us, but we also know working with other people, like we want to make sure that you are getting a full product that you love. So, and I know everyone wants that for their couples. But if you don't ask us, most of us won't. So as we're getting ready to wrap up, I think we're about out of time. I would love if you could kind of pitch yourself to our listeners and just tell them a little bit about your business. I know a lot of people wonder, what does this person actually cost? And we'll kind of stick on like engagements and weddings specifically just because of the topic of the podcast. But if you could kind of give people a rundown on your business and then also where they can find you. Absolutely. Ooh, how much do I cost? I feel like sometimes people shy away from this, but uh, people usually book around a $2,600 package with me, but I like to not make it all about the money, even though it is a great perk to the job. I try and be flexible with people's budget and um, people that have a little more room in their budget get a little more of the experience, which is just how money works in the world. Um, I am on the lower end of Omaha photographers for pricing and I'm okay with where I am because like I said I feel like I'm always learning and that price changes and fluctuates over time um some fun things about my business is it's just really client oriented I love to have you guys have fun I love to have fun with you I make sure that you look great I'm the kind of person that takes a phone out of your pocket and a ponytail on your wrist. I would go home with ponytails all the time. With that, I recently added a photo booth option and some other fun things. And I'm just there to make the day run smooth. And I hope that people see that. And that's why people continue to book me. And it's fun. Awesome. So where can everyone find you on the webs? Absolutely. Aaron Run Photo. Type in my fake name. AaronRunPhoto.com at Aaron Ren photo on Instagram. Ren is R-E-N. Aaron's E-R-I-N, not the guy way. Um, I'm on Facebook. All my personal stuff is Dabs Aaron because that's my real name. And uh, that's about it. All the usual social media sites. All right. Can you imagine being a photographer and planning your wedding at the same time? It sounds like a lot of fun, but it also sounds busy. I am so grateful for Erin coming and sharing her experience with us and being really open about everything. Personally, my favorite takeaway from all of it was how she went about setting her wedding budget. 
I think that that was a really informed, smart decision and to go through and just figure out what your dream wedding is going to cost and then be able to take things away from there. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let me know what you think on Instagram at our Instagram page, Nebraska Wedding Podcast. Or you can leave a comment on the blog post at www.laceworkfilms.com slash blog. Or if you have comments, questions, or you'd like to be on the show, send me an email at hello at laceworkfilms.com. All right, guys, it's been another week. I hope you guys have a great one. We'll see you next time.